everybody. Welcome to the Drive Candice Radiation Podcast. And on today's episode, my friend Kara really shares um, a poignant and seminal place in her life where she walked someone home, uh, someone who had cancer. She spent a lot of time taking care of this friend of hers named Kevin, and she shares a little bit about that experience. And we talk about grief and will we ever fully process it? And then I share um, a picture that I got a while ago about grief that kind of has helped me understand um, grief and give me permission to grieve fully in the way that I think God has intended us to grieve. So um, I hope this is really practical. I hope this is encouraging to you um, that if you're a grieving human out there, um, that you're not alone and that it's just a real big sign that you loved well. Drive Canister Radiation Podcast. And in the car driving me today in my little mini coupe is my friend Kara. Hello. Hi. Um, did you know that in my phone you're still Kara Gutendorf? No, I did not. That's <laughs> I, awesome. I really need to change it to Kara Thiessen. Hey, okay. I probably have multiple people in my phone <laughs> that are still not their current name. So Because you have been married to your beloved for how long now? Almost 10 years. Yeah, so literally, I should probably change that in my phone. It's all good. Okay. I I like my maiden name, so. There you go. But I also like my married name, just for the record. That's right. That's right. Um, So, Kara, hearken back with me. Um, When did we meet? And what, how did we meet? And and what bonded us together? Honestly, Candice, I don't even remember. I don't either. Yeah, that's crazy. I trying to rack my brain. I know that I knew of you guys when you were going to First Baptist and I was going to Faith Center. So I know I knew your names. Right. And I think I had met you before. Um, But it wasn't until y'all started coming to Faith Center that I really, you know, got to know you on a personal level. Yeah. Um, And I think just what drew us together was just that we both are people people. And we just neither of us really had issue with like making conversation or getting to know one another at least that's my recollection is it's like I just I was just like oh this is a neat lady that I want to get to know and and I don't have a problem being open with people so it was just like let's let's get to know each other but and you made me laugh and so yeah obviously samesies yep chatty we're chatty you and I and friendly you're so friendly thank you I like to think so you of course. Um, kindness, let's talk about it. Okay. I know that it's important to you. I know that it's important to you because I see you, because I see you acted out in your life. That's very sweet. Amongst other people. And I've watched you do it. Watched you be kind. Thank you. That's You're welcome. What do you, what do you love about kindness? I mean, we all love kindness, obviously, oh but what God. do you, why do you think it's important? Well, when I think of kindness, I just think of over the years of my life how how honestly like unkindness has really damaged me in the past from people um and you know I completely have given that to the Lord and I hold no bitterness or judgment toward like any of those things that have happened but I have always just appreciated and um really cared about 
being treated kindly and therefore like I've always tried to I would say go the extra mile to include people um just because I have really experienced some a lot of pain through being excluded and being treated unkindly and um so I would say that I've just I've just seen how great of an impact that can make in a negative way and therefore you know when you when you sort of are on the extravagant side of kindness how it really does make a difference for people yeah you know rather than just oh please and thank you whatever you know but going out of your way to include somebody it can be kind of exhausting to do those types of things but I think that it can really change one person's world for sure for sure yeah um what is something kind someone's done for you recently recently um gosh shoot you know I've listened to your podcasts and I know these questions and yet (laughs) I don't have answers for them um can't think of anything specific I will say though that my mother pretty much does something kind for me daily I live across the street from her now which is a blessing and yeah pretty much every time I see her she is so kind to me and I mean I'm her daughter so I guess you could say she's a little biased but at the same time if you know my mom you know that she's very authentic and um so daily she is just kind she just listens and she just pours love on me like it's the first time she's given me a hug and I'm so grateful now. Do you, you have the bestest mommy? I do. I yeah. mean, I think so. <laughs> you do. She's amazing. Um, shout out to Max. Yeah. Okay. What is super interesting or fun for you right now, Kara? Like, if you have free time. I see you being very um, industrious at your house. Like, you are crafty. Okay. <laughs> I try to be, yeah. actually. It was uh, Sunshine Eddie that... I don't remember the conversation we were having or how it came about, but one time we were hanging out and I think it was through college group or something. And we were talking about doing projects or being creative and how you have to just get over the fact that you're scared of failing at that project because then you'll just never do anything, which is true of life. Right. In general. But for me, it was like, okay, I have no clue how to make this thing or I have no clue how to like use this tool, but what's the worst that could happen, you know? I mean, other than chopping a limb off or something, but (laughs) I follow all the safety precautions and uh, my John helps me every now and then. And so I do enjoy doing projects, although it's a little hard with Ryan, my daughter, because, and that's actually something I've kind of been just reflecting on a lot is like, Someday I'm going to have a lot of time to do whatever I want, you know, Lord willing, if, if I'm yeah. around or whatever. But, you know, and my daughter's not going to be around and I'm going to have all the time in the world to do whatever project I want to do. And but I want to do it right now yeah. <laughs> and I don't have the time or the energy. And that gets really challenging, honestly, yeah. um, because I get really discouraged because personally, I am somebody who loves to create. I am someone who loves to be productive yeah. um, and not just be productive, like do laundry and dishes, but yeah. like make something beautiful that wasn't there before Yeah. Um, in whatever way that is music, art, uh, you know, crafts, uh, big scale projects 
and yet I'm very much a visionary yeah. and I don't like to do the things that it takes to get there. <laughs> I so I, I've also tried to learn to enjoy the process, uh, uh, which is hard. yeah, that really is hard. Yeah, especially when you have something really amazing going on in your mind. To try to execute that thing is can be overwhelming. And then if it takes too long, you're like, well, this is not <laughs> happening as quickly as I want it to. Let's just trash it and move on. And so I'm learning through that. But sorry, that was not an answer to your question. Really. Well, no, but yeah, that's fun and interesting for sure. What what project are you doing right now? Ooh, do you have one? I have many. You have many. Okay, just tell us one. Um. Well. None of them are actually happening. They're all in my brain oh, currently. Yeah. So I want to, we're in the process of killing our lawn and replanting that because we currently have no space, like outdoor space to like enjoy. Yeah. Um, but things cost money. So there's that. And so we're in the process of that. Um, we are in the process of all kinds of renovations. We're putting in an apartment behind our garage nice. for a second income. Um, like a little rental space. Yeah. It's just a studio apartment, but it's in the very not fun stages as far as <laughs> it's not ready to make pretty yet. Um, I want to put up some floating shelves in my living room. I want to, I still have tons of cute little thrift items that I need to find home homes for in my home. Uh, that's to name a few. Very fun. Yeah. That sounds all fun. But I need to just, you know, slow, like, I guess just enjoy the process because I want it to just be all done. Right, right, of course. Okay, is there a recommend you have for us? A book, a show, a food, a podcast? Yeah. Okay, well, I did, sorry, I did listen to a really good thing just today, actually, okay. on my break at work. I think her name's Jackie Hill Perry, uh -huh. if I'm getting that right. Her, yeah. I would highly recommend just this one little snippet I listened to. It's like everything she said just really resonated with me and probably won't for everybody, but someone. Yeah. And um, it was about her journey out of homosexuality into coming to faith in Christ. And she just had basically she had shared the gospel in this little message in a lot of different ways that I had never heard before. Just the way that she communicated. There is there are a couple things that I totally geek out on big time. Yeah. Um, I am actually really into uh, uh, apologetics. Yeah. I love apologetics. And explain to some somebody who's listening, what does apologetics mean? So it's basically, uh, gosh, I don't even really know how to articulate it. My husband would, but it's it has to do with just knowing why you believe what you believe. Uh -huh. um, I guess in a nutshell, but there's obviously so many facets of that. You know, it could be... Um, theology based it could be you know study of scripture it sure. could be um, historical evidence right. uh, it could be just defending the faith basically defending the bible defending um, the gospel and so I'm really into that um, but the ways that I love to do that is through a couple of main resources um, Living Waters which is a ministry I don't even know where it's out of actually but Ray Comfort if you've heard of him, he's British and he just, he's a street evangelist and he'll just go around and start talking with people. And he's so, he's kind, like we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. He treats people with such respect and such kindness, but he's honest with them about the fact that 
they have a disease, sin, right? And if you don't know the disease, you can't have the cure. You can't understand how amazing the cure is if you don't know that you're sick. Um, and so I would highly recommend just checking out his videos. They're so awesome. And he is passionate about teaching other people how to preach the gospel in an effective way to people that they get it, you know? And, um, and then the other thing that I'll just throw out there is I have a lot of Mormon family. Um, my mom was raised Mormon. And so I love learning about Mormonism and how to talk to Mormons about Jesus and just how to have a relationship with them and conversation with them. Yeah, love it. I geek out on that stuff. Nice. That's nice. Okay. Kara, harking back to the year of our Lord, 2012. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> ten, ten, this. ten years ago. 2012. Um, yeah. What is something you wish you'd known 10 years ago? Oh my or what would you tell yourself 10 years ago? How old were you 10 years ago? 24. Yeah, I was um, engaged, and John and I were getting married uh, next month, uh, September, so I was very much in love, very infatuated <laughs> with this man. Um, gosh, that's a hard one. Sorry, I'm just trying to think of how to answer that. I mean, we could come up with so much stuff, right, to tell ourselves 10 years ago. I don't know if there's anything specific really like I feel like I've come to this place where it's like God is with me you know he, he is with each one of us in the present and he's going to give us what we need to get through that season and thrive in that season and have a relationship with him um, not to say that there's not regrets we have or things we learn um Gosh, I, if I'm being completely transparent, I struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. And I think I would just tell myself, like, there's going to be a lot of hard moments. Um, and God is I'm not trying to make this super spiritual. It's just who I am. So it's going to come out that way. But, you know, God is never going to let go of you. You know, you may let go of him at times. And we do. And I, I still do. There are yeah. times, you know, that I'm like, For sure. oh, I can't do this. Like, uh, you know, but that doesn't affect his grip on you. Yeah. You know, that doesn't affect his love for you, his, um, you being firmly placed in his hand, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just something that I've learned over the last 10 years that I'm so grateful for. It has changed my life. So I guess I would just kind of give myself like a little nugget and be like, this is something you're going to learn. It's not really going to be fun, but it's going to change your life. You know, God is, he's holding on to you and nothing you can do is going to change that. Yeah. You're going to let go, but he won't. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay, Kara, is there something about me that you've always wanted to know, but never asked? And if there's not, it's not a big deal because I'm an open book. Like I say every day on the podcast. I love (laughs) Candace, the open book. I love asking people questions. I love being nosy because I'm a very nosy person. Um, I just like to know things about people, not for any negative reason, but um, sure. Let's think of something fun. What would you say is 
okay if I kind of go open deep? Book. Okay, yeah. yeah, open book. You said you know that. Me. Um, what would you say is your biggest insecurity? Hmm. I would say. We all have them. Oh, we all have them Any for sure. Them, right? Um, I would say. I'm, I'm always struggling with being conscious about my physical body and like the parts of my body that I struggle with. And because I've always had weird diagnosis, I mean, like I have cancer now, but I've had some, some weirdo things before. It's been really hard to lose weight over the span of my adulthood. And so it's very frustrating. And so usually like that that is kind of an insecurity that I have, but you may not know that I carry that insecurity because I'll probably, I, I, I've worked on it, you know, like I've, I've, I've been trying to be more kind to myself and, um, and kind with the way I talk to myself and the thoughts I have about myself and it, it yeah, it takes time. Does that answer your question? Yes. into cancer because I, I think I like to normalize our conversation about cancer and um, so what's your experience with cancer Kara? So the first and probably most uh, lacking the word impactful maybe yeah. um, experience that I had was uh, with my best one of my best friends at the time Kevin Ostrolo yeah. some people know him some people don't um yeah, so he he and I went to high school together, and he was actually the one that really got me involved with the Face Center Youth Group, um, which was a big part of my my uh, just growing closer to the Lord, and um, through those relationships that I had with those people, and he and I were friends and and sort of had feelings for each other on and off throughout throughout the years, but then our relationship really formed into like a brother-sister relationship um, into our early adulthood. And when he was, how old was he, 18? He was diagnosed with a brain tumor and it was inoperable. And so thus started the conversation of, you know, what to do as far as treatment and whatnot. Um, I don't know how in-depth you want me to go. Whatever you want to share about okay. that. So probably what, what you could focus in on is what did you learn about cancer in that time frame? Sure. Yeah. yeah um, well, I, I guess it's important to know that I moved home from Idaho at the time to he moved in with my family. And so I was living there as well. And, um, and that was really challenging, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I was young still. I mean, I felt like I was a mature adult, but I, you know, wasn't in reality. And um, the biggest thing that I learned from it, honestly, coming back to what I already said, that whole time, I, and it still affects me today, I put God at arm's length. Like, I, I put him at a distance, and I said... You know, this is painful and I'm hurting and why are you allowing this to happen? And my trust was broken with the Lord. And something that I learned through that and then several years down the road, losing another friend, Cole Clemens, 
um, it brought back all those feelings of betrayal and of loss and, uh, and just not understanding, um, and the fear of, you know, you go through life and, and things are okay for a while and then all of a sudden bad things happen and you feel like, um, the, you know, the rug was just pulled out from underneath you. Right. I'm sure you understand that. And so, um, so the biggest thing that I learned through that was it doesn't matter how far away I push God. He doesn't leave. He doesn't move. Um, you know, when you, when you have God in your life, when you are saved, when you, um, just want to make sure I word that in several different ways for whatever one resonates with someone. But when you have that salvation in Christ and you're hidden in him, um, you can push him away, but he holds on to you. And that's just the biggest thing that I've learned through that is his, his love and how, um, I had always heard and known that his love was unconditional, that his love was, uh, you know, nothing could separate us from his love. And I, I didn't really fully understand that. I thought I did, but, you know, I feel like he revealed that to me in a new, fresh way when I was walking through these different things because um, I realized, hey, this has nothing to do with my grip on him. Yeah. Like, this has nothing to do with my strength. This has nothing to do with my uh, devotion to him or my faithfulness to him. You know, it has everything to do with him and his strength and his faithfulness and devotion to me as his child and as, um, someone that he's rescued. And so that's sort of something that he's allowed me to hold on to as an anchor, yeah. you know, when I go through hard times, um, cause we're, st- there's still going to be more hard things ahead, you know, that's not going to go away. And so I'm grateful for that lesson. Um, I still think there's some unresolved grief, yeah. honestly, in my heart and, it's something that's always in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, I feel it. And it kind of gives me anxiety because I'm like, oh, I need to work that out. Oh, I need to work that out. But I know I trust his timing. I trust that, you know, he's working in me through that and it's going to be okay. But uh, I don't know. Do you think we ever get over, not get over, but do you think that we ever fully process grief? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I feel like we, I think it becomes a part of who we are. And we just learn how to handle it and understand it better. Um, because part of love is is grief. And, and part of joy is grief and hardship. And, and that's, the, that's the reality of everyone's life. No one, no one escapes this life without those things. Um, and so I think that what we do is instead of like freedom from it it's it's freedom towards towards love freedom towards going I am feeling grief today about that but that means I loved him that means I cared about him so not necessarily that it's bad right it's not it's not binary it's I think grief is is so um, complex, multifaceted. multifaceted. Yes. I feel like there's um, a lot of things that roll into it. I think um, your therapist can help you like work through those some of those things that are deeper. And it's just super important. Um, but I, I, I think grief um, is 
is so difficult, especially right in the beginning when you feel like you're dry, drowning. Yeah. The drowning feeling is really hard. It is. Um, and then you drown less and less. <laughs> but it still kind of can overtake you on those ty- days that you don't know it's, it's going to hit you. And um, But I think in some ways there's some... We, we tap into to love when we're grieving. And I don't know quite the mystery of that, but it is a mystery. Because it, it seems counterintuitive, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. And, and just, I guess, to put a put an end to the story, I guess, is Kevin did end up dying a couple years later. Um, and he's in heaven, which is awesome. Can't wait to see him. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. I guess I've just never asked that question of anybody. Like, do you think we ever fully process grief? Because I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, it's been how many years since he died, and I'm still, like, I can't talk about it without crying, you know? And I'm like, okay, is that wrong? Um, no. So... No, not wrong. Not wrong. Um, It's just love. And it's love leaking out in tears and sadness and you miss your friend. And it was was a huge moment, um, a seminal moment in your life. And, yeah, so I I think it's honoring in some ways to him to be like, I still have these feelings for you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I still have dreams (laughs) about him. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Honestly, I'm grateful for yeah. for that. Yeah. And everybody's process with grief is so unique and so personal and, um, and all okay. Yes. All of it, the way they grieve it, all, all good. So people can be released to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but I had a picture one time of grief and of loss and um so I'll share it if I shared if I've shared it before just forgive me people because I don't know what I've talked about because my 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 chemo brain is still intact and fog brain (laughs) but I have this picture of God um holding his hands out in and they're cupped together and and inside his hands is just, it's just this warm glow. It's like the strongest hands you've ever seen. And inside those hands is, is the person who's just lost a child or the person who's just lost a spouse or like the, the person who's grieving on some level. And inside those hands, you can be as honest with your grief about the whole thing as much as you want. If you want to kick the inside of those hands, if you want to cuss in those hands, if you want to be angry, if you're sad, if you're a mix of joy and and you don't know why you're joyful and you're also sad. I mean, like we can be whatever we are in that because what what you've told us too is that he never lets us go, right? So we can be our authentic selves. And outside of those hands are like concentrically moving outward are a bunch of people's hands extended out, praying on our behalf. Um, for those of us inside those hands. So the ones that are closest to us are closer in, closer into God's hands, and then they kind of go out. And it's like a picture of our community extending their love and extending all of whatever their good thoughts, their happy vibes, you know, um, wherever you are with God, um, or if you're not, it's just this huge 
network of people, a community of people who are just wanting to support whoever's inside that nexus because it is real rough in there. Um, and it, it's just kind of a beautiful picture of like the rawness and the realness of grief, um, but the, but the safety that we can find inside that place of, of working that out, and then the community that's around us um, supporting us on our on you know. How long ago was that? Um, probably 10 or 15 years ago. And was there something that sort of triggered that? Yeah, there was a season when I worked at Face Center where we were we were um, involved in a, in a lot of memorial services. And so part of my job there was to go in with David and to assist the families to be in those dark places. Um, and it was really an honoring place to be in the room where people are grieving. And um, I just, it was, I was an extended ha hand, you know, and um, just watching people and being able to love them in those moments was so honoring. But there was, it was quite, quite a, um, a large number of people that we were helping and over a, a short amount of time. In fact, David and I have talked about it before that when he, when he, it became our normal in some weird way. And, and when he would talk about it with other pastors outside of our town, they were like, that's not, <laughs> that doesn't sound very normal. And it was just a, a lot of traumatic deaths, a lot of young people dying, um, babies, you know, things that are just real hard so yeah um and I really learned a lot during that time frame on how to be someone who honors people in grief and honors people's grief really yeah. so um and it because it's just such an honor to be with them but yeah that's where that came from um and it was it was really helpful and, and there are times when God prompts me to share that with certain people but most of the time when you're with somebody who's in a deep loss, there aren't any words, and you should just hold them. Totally. <laughs> and if they say words, then you are a good listener in that moment. That's that's your job. So. Or just you know being in the same room with that person. Yeah. You know, just so that they don't feel alone. Yeah. And and maybe they want to be alone, but you know they'll tell you that if they need to be alone, they'll basically get up and walk out. Yeah. The person who says they have words for that moment, they should probably be escorted out. Sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It would have to be a pretty clear <laughs> message from God, like, thus saith the Lord. Yeah, because yeah. you probably don't have words. Totally, yeah. So, okay, a long time from now, Kara. Long, long time from now. <laughs> you get to heaven. What do you hope God says to you when you get there? And what do you see? Well, I just hope that, I mean, I, I don't hope, I, I know that he's just gonna, he, you know, it's gonna be like I'm the only one there. He's just gonna be excited to see me and he's just gonna say, I love you. And those words are gonna mean something that we don't even understand this side of heaven, you know, um, because we, we only understand love as far as our humanness, I guess. and. I mean, we understand a fraction of God's love, right? But, um, so yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to him just, just looking him in the eyes yeah. and just feeling and hearing the love 
expressed um, and, and fully understanding his love for me. Um, aside from anything I've done or haven't done or, it, you know, all the, all the striving, all the failures, all the whatevers, just, just feeling his embrace and just feeling that sense of home. Um, yeah, that's what I'm most looking forward to. And then just the reunite, uh, reunion with people that have, that I've lost, you know? Yeah. So, and what was the second part of that? That's it. You got it. You did it. Good job. Um, we are rolling into Pendleton. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) I am on day 23 of radiation. We just got back from a long weekend, and I was able to kayak on the lake, which is a huge win. Um, my radiation, we call it my radiation arm, but my radiation arm, like, um, I'm really sore today, but in the best way, like exhausted in a very happy way, um, because I was able to, to be out on the lake and, um, and do it. Is it because you're losing strength in that arm? Yeah, between um, the, between chemo and radiation, um, I lost a lot of muscle strength, atrophy, um, and I am exhausted very quickly. So yeah, I I feel like I was I was get, I just felt like a day that I was able to be strong and that like physically, and it was a big deal. So I'm really excited, but I'm I'm paying for it today. <laughs> But I'm like, it's worth it. It's going to be good because I'll be fine. Um, So I'm really excited to kind of wind this thing down. I've only got, um, after today, I'll have 10 more and that'll be it. So super excited. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Thanks, Kara, for podcasting. Thank you for having me, Candice. I love being with you and sharing this time with you. You did a great job. Thanks. (laughs) All right, friends. Tune in next time. I don't know who we have next, but it'll be great. Okay, bye. for listening in friend. I really appreciate it. This is really fun for me, but I hope for you, there's some takeaways on just being a good neighbor, just somebody who's willing to, to jump in and say, yeah, I'll help you out. If you are a cancer survivor, or if you're currently going through cancer, please know that my heart is with you, that my prayers are with you and that you are more connected than you realize, and you are more loved than you could ever understand. Please tune in next time. We will have a great time on the podcast, driving over the mountain where I get radiation and make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Have a great day.